0: Dr. David Wallace, Dreamhouse Lounge CEO and founder and innovator, what's your revolution?
1: I think the theme of this conversation for me is spiritual awakening. It's not enough to practice self-care. Um, I think that like self-care is like a term that we throw around along this idea of like striking a work-life balance. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like go get your nails done, go get your Manny and pedi. get your hair cut every week. I got a haircut appointment right after this. <laughs> so like that is, that is like great practice that self-care, but what are you doing to tend to your soul? Can
0: I have your attention for a moment? good, revolutionaries? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, A show for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves, where people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corporal. What's good? What's good? What's good, revolutionaries? I hope you're well. And making your way in the world you know we are doing our thing and things we're doing our things in the world you know I've been spending a lot of time revolutionaries and entrepreneurs you know we think about the problems that we need to solve in our lives all right those those big pain points and oftentimes we're walking into Target we're walking into Walmart we're walking into we're playing on TikTok or Instagram or somebody's advertising all these different things and you have to think about that. Some entrepreneur thought about the pain points of folks. And it's so interesting when I think about black and brown creators, right? Entrepreneurs and what they're doing out in the world. And not only solving right, like things that hamper right, individuals, but thinking about what it means to solve problems that impact communities. That's that's what I want you to think about. Using your entrepreneurial mind to say, you know what, what can I do to solve the problems that are causing the most Pivotal pain points in the communities that I that I experience. And I have been fortunate as I talk about my beloved Camelback and New Orleans and all of these, all of these wonderful, you know, entrepreneurs who are thinking about like what does it mean to be healthy mentally, physically, spiritually? It's just been a joy of mine to coach entrepreneurs and help them find funding and help them find each other because there's this community of folks that needs each other, right? It, 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 entrepreneurship, as you hear from the brother today, it is not easy. Entrepreneurship is not easy. And growing and scaling into the businesses that we'd like to see is not easy. But you know what? When we have a community of folks, when we have a cadre of people saying, you know what? I'm with you. I can midwife that dream, as, we, as my man Sean Dove says, and we can do it. And so as we continue on our entrepreneurial journey with our entrepreneurial series, you know, it, it's funny because you Revolutionaries, you know that I'm going to talk about my beloved New Orleans, right? It's going to come up at some point in time and I miss it, but I will be home next month. I will be home in September to revel in that heat for just a few minutes because <laughs> you know you know how it is. But New Orleans was a training ground for me. It allowed me to learn how to be an investor, learn to learn how to be an entrepreneur. And this brother right here is, is, is I'm going to introduce him, Dr. David Wallace, the innovator and thinker and the 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 the, you know the person behind dream house lounge right and i know many of my new olinians have been to dream house lounge but i just want to give a shout out to my good friend ashley page right um who has the rebel has her own revolution right who thought about what does it look like for folks, you know, because we, we like to go out and get a cocktail in New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? As we say, not a drink, a cocktail, right? right go, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, a lot of time at Cure on Fridays after work, you know what mm. I'm saying? But for some of us, right, for some of our folks, you know, uh, alcohol is deleterious to our bodies and to our minds. And but what does it mean to be a New Orleanian? To be somewhere in this world, and you want to revel with your friends, you want to have that community, but you don't want to have alcohol. And Ashley is 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 the revolutionary in New Orleans, really thinking about pushing this non-alcoholic movement, where you can still get a good cocktail and be refreshed, right, and still hang out with your folks. And there's a huge movement towards this, right. And she said i came across this bar i'm so excited i'm so excited to come across this bar that i went to i went to dream house lounge and she was like you've got to interview this brother for your show charles you've got to interview this 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 brother for your show so i reached out to dr david wallace through instagram and you know said look brother i love what you're doing and i want to i want to talk to you about what you've got going on so uh revolutionaries this is my dude this is my man right coming into the 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 podcast, Doctor David Wallace of Dream House Lounge. What's going on with you, brother? How are you?
1: I am living a dream. Uh, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> Not to like drop it like that, but I mean, I'm living a dream, and so I'm doing really, really well. I'm constantly being pushed every day to uh, dream big, and even when faced with challenges, I'm like going back to those dreams to mm. like continue to dream big. And so, um, in terms of how I'm doing, I'm doing good, I'm doing really, yeah. really well. Yeah. I feel good. And uh, I am waiting on the day that I can like press pause and take a
0: break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know what that's like. Well, I know what it's like to want to, to want to take a break, right. To press pause. And, um, Sometimes it'll it'll come, brother, and then you know what that pause means—that you were pause, you were supposed to pause one thing, and then another thing is ready for you to unpause it. You know,
1: what I'm mm, right. been, you
0: know I, I was hopeful that my time post Camelback was going to be relaxing, that I could surf and spend revel in the the waves of the of, of the Atlantic Ocean, but uh, <laughs> the universe had other plans, you know. And so sometimes we take a pause, and because the universe says, "I need you to concentrate on something else," so mm-hmm. be careful what you wish for, because you know the universe is always ahead of you. You know, what I'm oh, saying man. it always, it always, it always has something. But one mm-hmm. thing you just said, brother, before I ask my question to you, is that you know you dream big, you know, and, and the thing about that, what does dreaming big look like for you, Doctor Wallace? You know, you talk about dreaming big, like what do you what? So I'm gonna ask you an even better question: What are you dreaming big about right now?
1: I am dreaming big about awareness building. Mm-hmm. I'm dreaming big about, um, knowledge and understanding. Um, and I'm dreaming big about, um, liberation, uh, particularly mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, black and brown communities. And so, gotcha. uh, I have these like crazy vivid dreams, um, almost on a nightly basis, but, right. um, And we'll talk about this a little later, but I feel like that's my way of the ancestors and the Mm, Orishas communicating with me. And so, Mm. yeah, um, I'm dreaming big about um, black liberation in a way that um, there's there's like work for me to do.
0: Yeah. Black liberation, you know, freedom. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, if, if we think about that, liberation is the ability to unshackle the chains, right? That we have been mm-hmm. shackled, shackled down and to be liberated from an oppression, right? To, mm-hmm. to be free. What does that look like? Um, Wait, what does it guys? mean to liberate your mind? Oh, man. What is it? What is... <laughs> so that's man. what I'm dreaming about. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What does it mean to liberate your mind from the stories that we tell ourselves man mm. you know what i'm saying and the invalid stories that i that we tell ourselves to liberate them from the trauma that we've experienced in our lives right because that's what happens right we are oppressed by our own trauma and to liberate mm. our minds is at least in my opinion dr wallace is to liberate ourselves from the trauma that hampers us from being our fullest and authentic you know our fullest and most joyful selves you mm-hmm. know uh, i i love that the liberation of our mind and you know and being able to walk into a room and not worry about, are, right, are you racist? Are you racist? Are you sexist? Are you homophobic? Are you, you know what I'm saying? Are you xenophobic? All those different things, right? And have to, and have to, all the different things, right? Are, are you sexy? All the things, and just be able to walk in and say, hey, I'm here. Yeah, I am who you know I know am. <laughs> I am who I am, you know what I'm saying? And that, that is a beautiful thing. Dr. David Wallace, Dream House Lounge CEO and founder and innovator, what's your revolution?
1: My revolution is soul care, the room, spiritual awakening.
0: Mm, okay, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, it's not enough to practice self care. Um, I think that like self care is like a a term that we throw around along this idea of like striking a work-life balance. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, go get your nails done. Go get your mania and patty. Spend time with your friends. Um, get your haircut every week. I got a haircut appointment right after this. <laughs> so, like, that is, that is, like, great. Practice that self-care. But what are you doing to tend to your soul? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to tend to your consciousness? How are you uh, training and developing and unlearning behaviors that you once thought were appropriate of the way to think um, in pursuit of liberation. Um, and so that's where that spiritual awakening part comes into play, where we begin to um question um everything. Uh, Baldwin said this back in what 1963 and it talks A uh, talk to teachers, as uh, one becomes more educated. One begins to like examine society and question mm-hmm. society. I'm paraphrasing yes. Yes. a little bit, but um, that 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 piece of work is one that has stuck with me, and I use it oftentimes in my diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting, uh, particularly when I'm working with educators, because I want people to question society. And, and he also talks about this idea of being like you become schizophrenic to be black <laughs> to like you become you question so much that you become like schizophrenic. And I feel like I'm at that point of not Mm -hmm. schizophrenic in the like mental illness aspect, but I knew what he meant by like, you start to question everything. It becomes like a a wave pattern or a tempo um, that you're thinking that frequency of your brain is like going at a beat that is surpassing most people that's around you and that's okay. And so when I think about soul care through a spiritual awakening, Uh, That's my revolution. I'm on my journey Mm -hmm. um, and I am constantly thinking about how to create spaces for um, other people to join their journey of spiritual awakening, join their journey of soul care. So that's my revolution.
0: Man, I love that. I I, I love that, man. Soul care through liberation. And interesting because we we hear this so much, Dr. Wallace, that Mm -hmm. that Self-care. And we're pushing on on folks, like, how are you taking care of yourself, right? Self-care, self-care, self-care. And oftentimes, particularly for people of color and particularly for men of color, we don't even know what that looks like. It's not a term that we are socialized to have in our arsenal, right? You know what I'm saying? But the one thing that I realized that rest is revolution, dear brother. And what happens when we rest? Right. Mm. If we think about the, we think about the, the 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 metaphysical acts and the physical acts of what rest does to our body, what good sleep does for our bodies. What happens is, right? Here comes now. Now we got two two really really smart brothers on the you know on the <coughs> conversations right talking about. But sleep is rejuvenation, right? Our brain washes yeah. itself, right? You think mm-hmm. about that. Our brain actually washes the toxins of the day, all and and the waste comes out of the brain when we have good sleep. Your Gut actually rejuvenates itself during rest. What happened, mm-hmm. The toxins it, it it begins to rid itself of all of the bad things when we rest. What happens is is that when we don't, and, and, and I'm sure Doctor uh, Doctor Wallace can confer, is that when we don't rest, right, right, the the, the levels of cortisol build up in our brain. Right, cortisol is the stress stress hormone that builds up in our brain. And what happens is that the body reacts to that. We begin to gain weight, right? We, our, our body begins to hold on to weight because in this stress, the stress, the predation, right? Uh, right we're thinking that, predate, that predators. So I must hold on to weight to make sure that I, I have all of the energy to fight predation. Right. Mm. That's not how we're that's not how we're built, right? Our mm. gut, right? Our, our gut begins to change when we're stressed, right? The microbial aspects are begin to change and it's harmful for our body. Rest oh. is revolution, revolutionaries. I want you to understand that. And thinking about when we rest and we have the ability to sit still. I feel like I'm on I'm on like I'm I'm in front of my parishioners right now, Dr. Wallace. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes." You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But what happens when we rest and we have the ability, as my good friend Reggie Hammond says, right, CEO of Active Peace Yoga, our mind has the ability to create, Hmm. to think about that, right? And if we talk about soul care, as Dr. Wallace was just saying, through liberation, our mind at peace has the ability to say, who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to revolt and evolve into revolutionaries and, but if your mind is not peaceful, you cannot soul care Is that correct Dr. Wallace I
1: ho- hardly agree with that I think that, <laughs> I think you just like broke it down and that could be the 11th like life lesson in my book I should have wrote about mm. rest <laughs> the, importance, <laughs> the importance of rest but no i I think that it is like, Pivotal to start the conversation there because mm-hmm. um, we have a lot, we as Black people carry a lot of generational trauma. We as Black men carry a lot of societal trauma. And when mm-hmm. we don't even realize we're carrying it, I think that's when it's the most like invasive and most predatory. Mm-hmm. And yes. so this idea of taking moments to rest, so that your body can rid itself of those toxins, I think is like is incredible and then very yeah. very important.
0: Mm-hmm. So l- let's let's do a double click on what you said. What does soul care look for you? Look like for you, and how do you how do how do my revolutionaries think about soul care? From you know, if they're if they're thinking about you know the the ministry of Doctor David Wallace from a soul care through liberation perspective, what does that look like?
1: I'm a spiritualist first, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I always give honor and thanks to God, my ancestors and the Orishas, particularly Orisha Shango, who I'm initiated under. Um, I practice a traditional African faith, IFA, Mm -hmm. from the Yoruba uh, tradition, which is present-day Nigeria. And when I think about soul care, I think about uh, meditative practices. Mm -hmm. I think about Holistic healing. I think about using herbs to clean the body of energies, um, using herbs to clean your space of energies, um, using herbs to set the energy in your mm. space, um, and using herbs to set the energy for your mind, body, and spirit. Quite frankly, right before I got on this call, I cleaned myself off with some Florida water because I just like <laughs> had like a crazy morning and mm. dealing with clients and things like that. And I'm like, all right, I got to get this energy off of me so that I can be present mentally, physically and spiritually for this call uh, because it's just that important to me. And so when I think about soul care, I think about taking advantage of those opportunities to check in with your soul, check in with your Mm -hmm. consciousness, to think about how you're feeling, to think about how you're showing up into spaces Um, and if you need to course correct. For me... It is not uncommon for me to like pause and meditate in the middle of the day. And it it's not uncommon for me to do some deep breathing exercises after I've gotten off of a particularly challenging call with a client. Um, and so when I think about self-care or soul care, I think about like constantly checking in with yourself to make sure that you're good. Um, and that also might look like looking in the mirror and say, like, do I feel good about myself? Like, do I look good? Do I, uh, are my teeth white? <laughs> or, like, And I know that's like, more of the, like, vain aspects of it, but uh, the reality is, like, the way you show up in spaces is, like, how people are going to perceive you, but there's also, mm-hmm. like, the way you show up in spaces dictate how uh, successful you can be in spaces, dictate right, right. Um, what you get out of spaces, and so I'm always trying to check in with myself um, before I go into different spaces. So that's a right. version of soul care for me as well. And I think that-
0: um, can, I ask a quest- can I ask a question <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. while why you're thinking about it? Because I, I, I think about, as you talk about the liberation part, right? And, and mm. liberating our minds, right? You know, is it that your understanding of yourself, your full understanding of yourself, that you can walk into spaces and not worry about what other folks are thinking? Right. Is, that that, is that that liberation of the mind, that soul care where you are so confident in who you are, right? You've done the check-ins. You know where you are, that you can walk into any space and say, you know, I'm good because I know that I'm good. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks.
1: Absolutely. And I also did my homework. Like, you have to know who you are and you have to know where you come from. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, this journey of self-care also involved figuring out where my ancestry or lineage, lineage was from. Um, It also involved figuring out who my ancestors were and like some of their accomplishments and setbacks and drawbacks and challenges. Uh, It is figuring out what aspects of my life um, that's passed down to me from my family that I'm okay with and what aspects I'm not okay with and being okay with saying that I actually don't agree with this and so this is not going to be part of my life. Um, And so I think for me. um, I don't have a problem with walking into, into any space, <laughs> and I say that with the utmost conviction because there was once upon a time, me being a six-one gay black man, I oftentimes mm. thought about how the room was perceiving me because I was oftentimes the only in many spaces, mm. particularly in my professional career, the only, right. te- the only black male teacher, the only school leader, the only. Uh, dean of a graduate school, the only like teacher trainer. Like I've always, I've been a, the only a lot. So I've had to think about how the world was perceiving me. And I think part of that soul care is like one day it clicked on me and I was like, I don't
0: give a, you know, what what people think <laughs> <Right>. about me. <laughs> yeah, and- that's a beautiful thing because I, I think we've got our theme right you know my revolutionaries know that I try to build a theme throughout right yeah throughout the show and I think about it, as you talk about soul care through liberation and liberation is freeing your mind from any of the shackles that hinder us from showing up right fully and in, in, in who we are right and yeah and that's a that's a beautiful thing because the world will try to shackle you. Right. Absolutely. The, the world does it, The world will try to say, you know, you are less than right. You don't look you, you don't look a certain way. You don't act a certain way. Right. Mm. All of these different things. And what I've realized is that the freest people, the most liberated people, the people who be like, you know what? And it's not really this finger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, not, it's that middle finger. Right. And I, I and I love it. You know when you are when you're liberated in your mind, right? There's a, the 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 soul is free and clear, and your mind is liberated. But you also here's the thing, right? That you're liberated to know that other folks need liberation as well. And absolutely, right, absolutely, right, right. My revolutionaries always say, your revolution is not just for you. Right, no. these themes, right, right. Your liberation is not just for you, revolutionaries, right? You must, right? As Harriet Tubman says, my liberation. I, I just wasn't going to sit on the fence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to sit on. I got my freedom. No, she went back and went back mm-hmm. and went back, and that's what happens. That that's what happens when we liberate ourselves, right? That's what happens when we we liberate ourselves. So you know, we can do those things. Hold on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So if I can get these lights, I can get these lights back on. They might not come back. Yeah, quiet. I was like,
1: did they, are they like, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, like lack saying.
0: of motion? Do you need to turn the <laughs> light no, <of> on? <laughs> uh, hold on, we're going to keep it. we going to keep it moving.
1: Okay, like, we go. Okay, you know, we know. We yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. I'm obsessed look. with this background. Is that that
0: old look. The funny thing about it is, Doctor Wallace. I use him in the podcast studio, but somebody was in the podcast studio today, so I said I'm going to go to one of the other rooms. This now will become the podcast room. <laughs>
1: you know what oh, I'm saying? it's so beautiful. I mean, I yeah. like instantly drew a connection to it. It's the ocean is representing of yeah. Yemaya or Yemaja, depending on where you're from. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm like captivated, um, and I immediately start to think about uh, Yemajah and her energy, the mother of the Orishas and how she's like yeah. nurturing and. Wraps her arms around everybody to make sure that their soul is taken care of. So you while go. we so were you like know. talking, I was having like another train of thought <laughs> in my background. Like I love this background.
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. So it, it, it look it was it was manifested for us to be in this space today, and this is it. it, yes. look, it, it look, it also gives me a little this this little shine of this bald head. <laughs> so you know, I'm always, you know, a little something. the The lighting, the lighting is good, right? It's the so lighting. We, It's the the lighting. It's the lighting. I'm actually an old man, old and decrepit, but this lighting actually makes it work. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I love that. I want to move the conversation because, I mean, it will go by so, so fast. And, you know, as I said, you know, my good friend, uh, Ashley Page, introduced me, you know, uh, to you and said, this is a, a wonderful opportunity. Right. I think about liberation. I think about clearing our minds. Right. And the, you know, oftentimes when we are, not liberated, we are shackled. Alcohol becomes mm. one of those things that we that we use to, right, to soothe the savageness, right, to, to 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 bring us down after you know the stress. We love to say, you know, I'm stressed, I'm going to get a cocktail, right? I need a drink, right? Mm. But, uh, you know. What happens is that that becomes uh, uh, for some it becomes a nefarious part of our lives, right? Yeah, we're drinking. Yeah, we're drinking every day. It becomes a part of our social environment. I to I need to feel good, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to have a drink. Mm-hmm. But that can be that can be very very harmful over time, right? So talk to me, right? As you begin, I want I want to I want my revolutionaries to know the etiology of what dream house is and how it came about and how you see it from a wellness perspective right mm. if, we're, if we're talking about soul care and liberation here it is this is where it is right here dr wallace dream house lounge is soul care and liberation and i yeah. want to know how we got i want to know how we got there
1: yeah <clears throat> Dreamhouse came to me in a dream uh, mm-hmm. and i dreamed about the space i dreamed about the concept I dreamed about um, what it would mean for black and brown people in New Orleans first and then in the other cities that I put Dreamhouse 2 and 3 in. Um, mm-hmm. I think I st- I've started this journey a while ago and I'll narrate a couple pieces that led to the opening of Dreamhouse. Um, when I was writing my book, Awakening Minds, 10 Life Lessons for a Conscious Culture, I wrote the book and that was like a a source of therapy for me um, because Mm -hmm. it forced me to open up um, old wounds. It forced me to lift up the hood and the history or the lift up the hood to view the history of my thinking um, Mm -hmm. and my behaviors and my patterns of behaviors. And when I was writing my book, the first chapter I started strong, I talked about rejection and what does Mm -hmm. it mean to experience rejection. Um, And I wrote that chapter starting off talking about one of the biggest rejections I've experienced in my life. And that was the rejection of my father because of my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And that was the rejection of my father's family. You don't have to apologize. Don't Mm -hmm. that. There's no need to apologize because I would not be who I am today. I wouldn't be where I am today without that experience because that experience is actually what fueled me to excellence. And I realized that every rejection doesn't always end with that type of outcome, but I'm not apolo— I'm not sorry that my father rejected me because of my sexuality, because it's taught care. me a lot about myself. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I embrace it. And mm-hmm. I talk about it without crying now. And so I know that I embrace it and I know I'm in a better place for it. but i say all that to say that when I was writing my book and I wrote about rejection, I like had this like moment of, yo, you really used to drink a lot. Like my dad rejected me like right before I went to college and he told my brothers and sister on, my, on his side that like I didn't exist. And so like within a drop of a dime, I lost all contact with my dad's side of the family. And it was a childhood friend who told her mom that I was gay and her mom and my dad was dating. And so that's how like the tea got spilled, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but I went to Morehouse in Atlanta, shout out to Morehouse college, shout out to HBCUs. Um, and as I was writing a book, I look back on, I used to drink so much at Morehouse. Like I was throwing them back. I didn't even realize I was like a high functioning uh, depressant or like experiencing high functioning depression because uh, we didn't talk about mental health Right, services no, we don't. at Morehouse, right. uh, mm-hmm. which we shouldn't. That's uh, another conversation. Talk about, yeah, yeah, that's like a whole another podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we didn't we didn't talk about that. Like we didn't have, we knew that there was the infirmary, uh, but nobody talked to me about therapy. Nobody told me that I shouldn't be turning up in Atlanta every night. Um, nobody told me that I should be getting, shouldn't be getting cocktails in between classes. Um, wow. and, and yeah, so it had gotten to a point where I was like abusing alcohol, uh, to the point where I was dealing with like anger issues. Um, anytime you like said something out of the way with me, I would like, I would run it. Uh, and there are a couple of times I also used my fist uh, when I was in college and that's not something that I'm proud of, but it was when I look back on it, I was like a an angry person um, right. and I was trying to escape through having fun, turning up with friends, getting like lost in a city. Uh, I'm from Belgrade, a small country town with, surrounded by sugar cane. And so you dropped me off in the city like Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, my God, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: City the city lights
1: (laughs) the city lights man um but okay i'll I'll, like move forward with that like so the rejection piece i abused alcohol um i didn't realize it was a problem at that time my grades weren't as great as they used to be uh i was a straight a student in high school and i got in the morehouse and struggled academically um and it's not because i couldn't do it It it's just because i was distracted um but i graduated and i moved to new york became a teacher continued to drink uh, because I was still like battling like this, like really, I was battling something I was trying to keep like under control. um, And I just, you know, even though I had like my spirituality to lean back on, I wasn't as like closely connected to it as I am now. Um, But yeah, writing my book, writing uh, that chapter about rejection sort of forced me to reevaluate some of my past behaviors. And so one thing is for certain, when I have these vivid dreams, I know that there's a message from my ancestors, from mm. uh, Sean Gold, that like, this is my next thing to do. So when I launched my first company, Awakening the Minds, that came to me in a dream. My book, the chapter, and flow, that came to me in a dream. And I was like, all right, if I am this es- expert in diversity, equity, and inclusion, what does that look like in social spaces?
0: Mm-hmm. Tell and So I'm like, we
1: don't actually create inclusive environments and social spaces. I start to look around New Orleans and I'm like, oh, my God, I am being met with alcohol every day. Uh, and when I was like a dean of a graduate school, I want to go meet with like um, different potential partners. And they're like, let's get a drink. And I'm like, I don't want to drink. I just want to talk right. to you about how I can train your teachers uh, or I want to talk to you about. Uh, what a a certification program could look like. So that was my experience. Like, I started to reflect on all of that. And then uh, last July, I had this crazy dream that I would open up this lounge and I saw it. It was beautiful. Black uh, paint everywhere, um, greenery everywhere, artwork that, like, signifies and celebrates the African diaspora. And, um, yeah, I, like... Told my spiritual godmom about the dream, and I was like, "Yeah, I really want to um, open up this lounge." I had left my full time job, uh, and I was like, <laughs> uh, "Left my full time job, consulting full time, doing really well financially." And I was like, "I think this like is the next thing for me." So I got a spiritual reading. She was like, "Yeah, I think that is." Um, and I was like, "But I want to do it with black owned uh, spirits, and I want to open up an oxygen bar." Um, and that was like the start. And then I started to feel tension again uh, when it came to like this idea of opening up this lounge. I was like, doing research, understanding the health disparities here in Louisiana, particularly yeah, in huge, New Orleans, huge. and understanding nice. the connection between health disparities and alcohol consumption in New Orleans. And so I was like, OK, if I'm creating this oxygen bar that's supposed to promote health and wellness, help you breathe. Um, why would I create a space that serves alcohol when yeah, exactly. not to say that like drinking is, is terrible because a lot of people consume alcohol, I think it's a social norm, but we don't have enough education around alcohol consumption and what it actually does to the body um, and particularly in our black community. And so if I am a person that is a champion of diversity, equity and inclusion, Then why would i create a space that further harms my black people um and so i um was like having some tension with the original vision of this oxygen bar in black owned um black owned liquor space i went to the lake and i meditated i meditated hard about it i was like i need clarity i need a better understanding like i know that this is what i'm supposed to do but i don't feel great about this. Um, then I was like, maybe I'll do wine-based cocktails because wine is healthier than uh, spirits. <laughs> good for the heart. It's good for the heart.
0: The it's, good for the it's good heart. for the heart. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so I was like, maybe I'll do wine-based cocktails. Man, I tried to go to sleep that night and I tossed and turned, tossed and turned. I got up, took a spiritual bath, cleaned my ori off with coconut water, prayed to my ancestors, and I was like, I know y'all got a message for me, and whatever it is, like I need it. I need you to give it to me. Uh July, end of July I had this dream again I was behind the bar making drinks and I could not recognize the bottles. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I couldn't recognize the shape of the bottles. I couldn't recognize understand like the words on the bottles. And I jumped up out of my bed. It was like three o'clock in the morning and I was like, it's a non alcoholic space.
0: There you go. Um
1: and I had to think about what had come up in my spiritual reading with my godmom, she did say, she was like, I don't see alcohol in that space. She was like, It looks like maybe like wine or something, the vision that I'm getting. And I was like, Yeah, I see that too, but I don't know what it I didn't know what it was. And it's because I didn't have the vocabulary at that time. Mm-hmm. Um and so then I woke up three o'clock that morning, it was like it's a non-alcoholic space. And honestly, that was like the beginning of like this crazy revolution uh, in my life because I started doing research. I started ordering up like all these non-alcoholic beers, wines, spirits at my house. I was like playing around with different like cocktail mixes, having friends come over and say, like, what do you think about this? Like, does this give margarita or does this give? like a whiskey right. sour and friends are like, yeah, doc, that's dope. Like I like that you made Same that. Vibe. Entrepreneurs so... <laughs> are always
0: saying, know your customers, listen to your people. Test, test, yes. test. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes. with your folks. Yeah. And so then,
1: um, I filed for the LLC, um, like it was like a a parallel evolution happening at the same time. So like the concept was evolving and also the name was evolving. When I first was gonna open up, I'm like, I'm open up this lounge and we'll call it the living room because I'm gonna like create little sections that look like mini living rooms. Dope. That was the first iteration. Then I was like, no, the living room. I did some research. It was like I think trademark. There's a living room in every city. Most of them are strip pubs. So I was like, nope, don't want to be associated <laughs> with that. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to call it DreamHouse. Um, and there's going to be a layered meeting to DreamHouse. When people come into DreamHouse, I want them to dream. And I want them to manifest their dreams inside of DreamHouse. I want mm-hmm. them to um, come there and think about their soul care. I want them to come there and think about uh, liberation. And so I was like, I got to embody what the name represents, um, through like the beginning to end. And so, yeah, I started that process, started looking up like commercial spaces while I was also like formalizing the concept, started traveling to different places, uh, reaching out to different NA spirit brands to build connections with them and better learn about Uh, how they were moving away from the alcohol-based spirits to the NA spirits started learning more about like reshi mushrooms, uh, kava, and different um, botanicals that still make your body feel good. You get like a little float from it, but you're not going to get drunk. And then, yeah, man, um, August, let's say September and October, I was just like looking at commercial space after commercial space after commercial space. Like I was like, Consulting full time and then, like, looking at spaces, encountering a lot of racism in New Orleans, which was like a a little discouraging. That's That's like a whole (laughs) nother podcast about how it's a chocolate city, but the white folks own everything. And Mm -hmm. these white men were not trying to lease commercial space to my black behind. I don't know if you could curse on here, so I'll keep it PG. (laughs) Uh, the PJ right now. I love that. Uh and so yeah, that was also part of my journey and my experience. I got so many no's. Uh so 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 many no's. And I was also like thinking about like, all right, if this was in my dream, and I know that my blessings come to me in my dream, then I need to like put my all into this. So I cashed out part of my 401k. Um wow. Yeah, a significant portion of my 401k, I cashed that out. Um I did not get any bank loans. I don't know what it is with me and, like, these bank loans. Yeah, like, I can't get a bank loan to save my... I mean, I have a home. I have a home and I have a car. So I do have some bank loans, but I was trying to get a commercial loan, and it just, like, it wasn't falling into place. So I got another reading, and my grandma was like, no, you have to pay for this out of your pocket. Like, everything at Dreamhouse has to come from your ache," which means that I went into, like... Tip gear hustling with my consulting company so I can use the money I was making right. from consulting to invest into this new concept. And so awakening minds gave birth to dream house, if we want to be real. Uh and I was just the liaison between the two businesses.
0: So you think about this connection, right? You think about this kind of awakening minds into dream house, right? Your mind to dream, your mind has to be. We think about this, right? Even though you're sleeping, you're still awakened. Are right? you ready Yeah, clarity? Right. Mm-hmm. A wa- an awakened mind is clear. Right. Mm-hmm. When I think about this, an awakened mind has the ability to dream and create. Right. You think about that, like an awakening your mind allows, what, what's the next big thing? I want, I want people to walk into dream house lounge and think about what their, ne- the possibilities of their life is. Right. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you said, right. Oftentimes, right. Alcohol doesn't allow us to be our most creative selves. Right. No, it right, doesn't. Right. Right. But community allows us to be our most creative self, right? You think about that in Dreamhouse Lounge, if you haven't been revolutionized, when you go down to New Orleans, make sure you go and bring your folks with you. Because what happens is when you're in community, right, right? and you're not inebriated, <laughs> right, uh, my hypothesis is that you're at your most creative. But you also have something, right, that, there's, there's, that many New Orleanians have not experienced. Yes, it's a non-alcoholic bar. But it's an oxygen lounge as well. Talk about that, right? And talk about the mm-hmm. benefits of oxygen, right? Because uh, again, soul care through liberation, right? And yeah. so we need some, sometimes we need a little bit of enhancement, right? <laughs> what does the oxygen piece so yeah, 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 yeah. This is what happens when you get me out late in the day, dear brother. You know what I'm saying? My mind is creative. It's been a good time. Uh, I love that. <laughs> but what happens? Yeah. What happens when, you know, I've, I've got this non alcoholic beverage and now I can actually imbibe oxygen, flavored oxygen? Talk yeah. about that for us.
1: Yeah. um, So I knew I wanted to open up the oxygen bar. Uh, They're very popular on the West Coast and and cities with higher elevations, such as like Denver, or you go outside of Denver, like Boulder, Colorado. And it's because, you know, the air is thinner, there's less oxygen the higher elevation you go. And so they oftentimes will engage in these like oxygen bars to help replenish the oxygen in your body. Now in Vegas, there's a lot of drinking. um, And you know that (laughs) drinking is a depressant. Um, and you're also like challenging the oxygen flow in your body. So those oxygen bars are very popular there. But at DreamHouse, you're going to get uh, oxygen therapy with an aromatic infusion. What that means is you're getting 95% pure oxygen with the aromatic infusion. And we cycle the uh, aromas out from week to week. So right now we got two... Dope aromas being offered. Uh, sex on the beach, which is a tropical fruit blend. Uh, it smells amazing. Uh, it makes you feel like you're by the beach. It's a very like euphoric scent. Um, it makes you like you're smelling. It makes you feel like you're
0: having sex on the beach. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. I, I I tried it last night. It was pretty dope. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm going to let that sit there.
1: You're going to let that sit there. That's the sit there for my revolution.
0: You heard that. He said he tried it last night. It was a a euphoric feeling. (laughs) It was dope. I'm
1: going to tell you. So um, that was like, that's like one of them. And then we have Allure, which is like a jasmine scent. Again, another exotic, euphoric scent when you think about the scent of jasmine. And so um, when you are breathing in that oxygen, I tell people all the time, just breathe. I call it a healthier hookah. After about five minutes, you min- you start to feel the effects. Your body starts to relax. Yeah, you start to become more present and clear and focused. It improves your mood, concentration, um, your ability to communicate and connect. I um, mean it also helps with alcohol recovery. We get a lot of people who like okay. go tear themselves up at brunch and then they come to Dream House on Sunday after <laughs> brunch and they're like, I need yeah. my recovery. I'm a, you know, and I'm like, Yes, great, come get your oxygen.
0: Come through. But come that's through. what it that
1: does. And um, I didn't realize the connectedness, um Because a lot of times I'm doing things or creating things and not really uh, fully aware of the connectedness until I, like, step back and say, like, oh, wow. Okay, so the oxygen, it improves your mood, your concentration, your focus. We don't have alcoholic beverages. We have conscious cocktails. Most of our drinks that we offer have some form of, like, botanical or elixir that's good for the body, like a ginger or a kava. So we have these beverages that are also nourishing to the body. The way that Dreamhouse is set up, I have them set up every like section is in like semicircles. So I invested in like the round couches community. and yeah, round yeah. circle uh, uh, chairs that create like community. I thought about our ancestors. Um, I thought about African tribes historically, and even Native American tribes. They always sat in circles for learning opportunities, whether it was like community engagement, uh, storytelling whether it was planning for wars or big decisions that the chief had to make, they always sat in these like community-based circles. So I recreated that with a hint of luxury uh, with the velvet couches yes. everywhere and the plants everywhere, it's a luxury. Yeah, <laughs> and giving you a real like opulent experience. Um, a lounge, a,
0: a lounge experience, a, a yes, wonderful yes, lounge yes. experience. Right, I love a good it, lounge, man. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> me at, too. At, at this stage, at this stage, as you can see, all this gray, man. Look, I love a good lounge. You know what I'm saying? With some with some good good tunes, as we say, yes. some good
1: music. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what Dream House is. So I created that space and then I was like, okay, it's Dream House. So you come here to dream, you come here to yes. work and manifest your dreams. And a couple Thursdays ago, um, I walked into Dream House to check on the staff and I looked around. Most of the sections were occupied. And you know what people had? They had notebooks out and they were talking um, and yeah. they were present. And mm-hmm. there are sometimes I go in Dream House and I just sit and observe because I'm a people watcher and I love yeah. to like watch human behavior. Uh, one thing that I've taken note of, there's very little cell phone usage happening in DreamHouse. Right. People are coming there, and I see them turn their phones over, they put them away, and they engage. We have like a ton of games that you could play, but even some sections like Uno, Space cars, Jingas. We got like these mm, crystal yeah, yeah. Jingle Jinga sets. So it's like real fancy. Like, you know, give people like that elevated social experience. Cause like if you ain't got the alcohol, you got to give them
0: something to keep them in the building. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: But, so, but that's good.
0: Um, that's, that's the thing. I am big on community, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if we, if we think about this, what community does for us, right? Mm. Community is the lifeblood of who we are. You know, this the research around what community does for us as we develop, as we age, mm. right? Gives us like it is like you talk about it is an elixir, right? It is a panacea. It's like laughter. Laughter in community keeps us young. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So you, think, you, you think about that, and that's 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 what I love about this, and that's what I can't wait to see. Is that you know I, I I keep thinking about when I come down next month, like you know, let me see if I can bring the bras with me, those those good men of Omega, right, and and the, have them experience something new in their lives. Mm. You know you know, we love to we love to imbibe, and you know, what I'm <laughs> we love you know, it, it's nothing like a good cocktail, but something different to that will allow us to sit in space and to sit in community. I, I, yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm going to tell you something well, else. Are, I noticed. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. But please, oh, no, yeah. please you. So as I was like,
1: you know, anytime you're doing something new, you're going to have like, sometimes you could be your own worst enemy. And so like the doubt creeping up in your mind and things like that. And so mm-hmm. uh, for a few weeks in December, I like hit up a lot of different social spaces in new Orleans And one thing I noticed, not a lot of younger people are drinking as much as they used to. I understand. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I went to, I'm not going to name these bars, but I went to a few different bars and I would see people are standing around, very little socializing. A lot of people are in their phones. um, And I don't see a lot of people actually drinking. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, what purpose does this place serve? Um, because this place is packed, but you're not rolling the bar tab like right. You probably right. used to roll the bar tab because the there is a generation that is more focused on holistic Healthy. or alternative health yeah. and wellness, mm-hmm. and not for nothing. Like cannabis is like I think taking the replacing like the alcohol consumption. I think that's like a generational thing. Um, so it's like micro dosing and mushrooms and things like that. So right. the younger yeah. generations are exploring what was like prevalent in the 70s and 80s. It's almost like history is repeating itself. Repeating itself. Yeah. And so, yeah, when I that was like another affirming moment for me was like, yeah, I can open up Dream House because half of these people ain't even in here drinking. Um and I done been in here for an hour or two hours and they just been in here chilling. Like I haven't seen you go buy a drink at all. And so I don't know if it's a financial thing or it's a like you just don't want to engage in it. But that was like another moment where I was like, yeah, I can do this.
0: Yeah, and that's you know, for for my and we started this conversation talking about entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, it is gone. Like, and, and, and interesting the lineage that it, that it is traversed, right? And we think about this. Good entrepreneurs know their customers and they know what they want. They see a pain point, right? And we're thinking about who, you know, right? Our folks are not drinking, right? You know, mm-hmm. people are thinking about how to have a more holistic communal experience, but people still like to go out. They yes. still like to be in space. They still like to revel in New Orleans. They just want a mm-hmm. new New one.
1: They want mm-hmm. a new space.
0: Ashley wanted a new space, right? And I, you know, Ashley's life is, Ashley's like, well, I won't tell her story, but for her, I will say this, the non-alcoholic movement in New Orleans has saved her life. Yeah, and, I hear that a lot. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, that's the revolution in that, right? We think about this, right? what's your revolution? My revolution is saving people's lives, mm. right? By giving them an option that they never had before. And that is entrepreneurship. Mm. We figure out a pain point and we provide an option for people that is going to impact their lives greater than anything else. Mm. So think about Dreamhouse Lounge, right? You said you saw customers just standing around, people just standing around in other places because they want something different, you know what I'm saying? They want something different. Dreamhouse, right? If you're in New Orleans, you need to think about what that difference looked like. Dreamhouse has it, right? And so I'm employing mm-hmm. I'm employing my folks to go out and make sure that you experience Dreamhouse. Before we go, Dr. Wallace, I want to have – I want to talk a little bit about your book, right? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I know that was the precipice before Dreamhouse Lounge, but for – you know, I, I want folks to go out and give us – Give us the short, the, the skinny of your book and, and what's it about? And, you know, what's the takeaway? You know, what's going to make me go out and buy that book?
1: Yeah. So uh, you'll see a thread. So Dream, Dreamhouse is that space for you to come and practice self-care, build and be in community. Awakening Minds, 10 Life Lessons for a Conscious Culture is that self-help guide um, mm-hmm. that forces you to hold up the mirror and reflect and be introspective about how your life has evolved and i wrote this book i was actually tasked to write this book from a consulting client shout out to leaping hair press based out of london um in quarto uh quarto publishing um they were my client uh through diversity equity and inclusion and they say you know a lot of people are struggling mentally with the pandemic and there are waiting lists for therapy. Um, and I was like, and therapy doesn't benefit everybody. Um, we have to talk about that, particularly if you are of a certain hue and skin color and type. Like, I am a advocate for therapy. And this person that has gone to therapy and sat around and told a white lady that my dad rejected me for my sexuality, mm. and she
0: was like, oh, OK. And I was like, I need some tools here. I need something. Give me." <laughs> Yeah, something. That's neither here nor there.
1: That's another podcast. However. (laughs) The
0: the stare. Like the stare. Like.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, it's like something wrong with me. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, they wanted me to write this book. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, how am I going to write this book? But I wrote this book in a way that, like, forced you to do your work. And so each chapter, I talk about that life lesson. Um how I uncover or discover that life lesson uh, through my personal journey. I talk about how that life lesson is applicable in like a general sense. Um so think about that personal anecdote and then making it generalizable to anybody. Um and then at the end of each chapter, there are a couple things that makes this book unique from any other book. Um there are meditation prompts. So I talk to you around like what it means to meditate. So, like, close your eyes and think about a time you've been rejected. What did that feel like? What did you do with that energy? Now I want you to journal what you did. Now I want you to think about the next time you experience a rejection, what are you going to do to save your soul? What are you going to do to manage that rejection and turn it into power? And so, like, each chapter talks about that life lesson, then there's meditation practices uh, prompts, and then there are journal prompts. I also tell you in the beginning that you can process in a way that feels right for you. So whether writing, writing, journaling is right for you, or drawing a picture, or even get up and dance it out if you need to. Whatever you need to do to process these life lessons, I encourage you to do so in this book. And so I am proud of this body of Word. Because um, and you'll you'll see the awakening, you see the sun. Um, there's a theme yeah. through everything that I work on, so uh, you'll see the. Uh, and then shout out to um, Gabriella M- uh, Mabaza. Um, got a chance to work with her. She is a super dope illustrator, and so like uh, I'm trying to find like a really dope picture. But like after each in each chapter, there's like these beautiful um, illustrations. Oh, so this right. chapter is intellectual exile. And you see the lady, she's, like, in a world of her own. And, like, what does that mean to be um, experienced exile? Um, and so there's also, like, visuals that uh, may go along with uh, each chapter. Like, this is introspection. You see a black man looking into the mirror and then peeking inside of his brain to, like, uh, highlight this idea of the importance of introspection. Uh, but, yeah, so this book dropped in April of
0: this year, and oh, this go book, out, uh, yeah, go out and get it. yes. yes, like, yes, I, yes. I it's wait. available
1: on all like ordering. I'm trying
0: orders. to get a signed copy though. I'm trying to get a signed copy when I come to oh, New Orleans, bro. I'm I got you. And you got also,
1: yes, I got you. You also buy Awakening Minds at Dreamhouse. Uh, so we sell it directly go. There at we go. Dreamhouse. Yes. <laughs> so right. come get your two for one. get you some oxygen, the Awakening Minds book, and sit in and the corner book. and process. There <laughs> and we go. That's the
0: selling point right there. That's the selling. Exactly. Yes, yes, that's yes. yes. Well, that's entrepreneurship at its best.
1: But <laughs> well, you got to have a product, a service and like uh, a way to like sell it online. And so, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I definitely like want to hit those um, major buckets. But, yeah, that book was a labor of love. That was my therapy That was my uh, soul care. That was my liberation. And what that allowed me to do was think about things differently. Um, And I have to say before we close out, because I think it's important to say, like, I really, really thought about liberation throughout this process. And so it was really important for me to prioritize black and brown businesses through building dream house. So when you walk into that space, everybody say like, oh my God, the energy is, it just feels different, but it feels different not only because of the ancestral energy that is present at dream house, but it also feels different because I took my time to prioritize black businesses. So all of the plants inside of dream house are from crazy plant bay, a local black owned woman, uh, led plant shop. The paint on the walls are from Claire Paint, which is a Black-owned paint company. Uh, the, the furniture, a lot of the furniture pieces are from Jungalo, which is a Black woman-owned paint company, three Black women I just named. A good chunk of the cocktails that we serve from, like, Mocktail Club to Euro, which is by Robert Haynes, local to New Orleans, to Brooklyn Brew, oh, okay. Sorrel, um, which is based out of New Orleans, to Tiffany Chips. Uh, Which is a black owned chip company. Like, I really, really, really took my time to think about what black liberation means. And for me, that was like spending my black dollars with black companies to build Dream House. And so that's what liberation meant for me. Like, yeah, I spent that extra money on those gallons of paint uh, as opposed to getting, you know, the, the store bought paint because I wanted to make sure that this story this story, I had the receipts for Black Liberation, because we do get a lot of phone service um, when people talk about Black Lives Matter, but I wanted to make sure I had the receipts to show that this is how I thought about Black Liberation as I was building DreamHouse. And so I, I wanted to make sure I named that on this call as well, because that is something that I'm incredibly proud of. And when people walk in and say the energy feel different, it is because of the energy I put into building this space.
0: Man, I love it. I love it. Revolutionaries, you have been walked through what it means, right, to build a revolution from beginning to end, (laughs) right? And it begins with soul care through liberation, right? We built this theme throughout this entire podcast, revolutionaries, that. To free your mind, as I, as, as you know, as In Vogue said a long, long time ago, right? <laughs> you know, and the rest will follow. Let me tell you, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I, yes, I'm, yes. I'm on. I'm on one today. <laughs> I, love <laughs> Listen, I, I love it.
1: Listen, I love it. It's making me happy. I am happy. on one today. Yeah, you got me good here, and primed. I'm going. On, I'm going on the news tomorrow on Good Day Louisiana. Yeah, okay, you, oh, uh, you ready? Oh, you ready? Oh, you ready? So you got yeah. you got me primed. They want me to do a cocktail demonstration and Hell talk yeah. about the Dream House, yeah. and so. Listen, just be on the lookout. Uh, I, I am an a entrepreneur that loves my people, love my community. Um, and if I could just take one extra minute to talk about the programming that would be at Dreamhouse, because that is yeah, also very important. So mm-hmm. we'll start. We'll uh, soon start having meditation classes for people to come and learn how to meditate. I really want to take that theory into practice and give people the tools to meditate and reflect on their lives on Wednesday nights We'll have um, soul poetry night where if you're into spoken word or um, any type of like artistry and you want to get a chance to perform, you'll come uh, for that. And then on Thursdays, I'm gonna launch this new concept called a Taste of a Dream night, and that's where I'm looking for local chefs in the community to prepare mm. top of style plates. And right. then I want you right. to imagine what it means to dream big and prepare food for 50 plus people. So you prepare those top of style plates. We sell them halfway through the night and have the chef come out and talk to uh, the Dream House guests um, around what does a dream mean to them, a taste of a dream mean to right. them. And so that is another way for me to liberate uh, in my community. And so that is something that I'm really excited about and we'll have like other programming, like karaoke night and comedy shows and things yeah, like that. But yeah. um, that taste of a dream night and soul poetry night and meditation classes are something that I want uh, the listeners to be on the lookout for.
0: There you go. There you go. You heard it here. Dream House Lounge. Right. What's the address in New Orleans, brother?
1: 401 Barone Street. We in the central business Barone. district.
0: Yeah, Street. you know, Barone yes. Street. You know, I miss. I love, it. as we say, you know, uh, as my man Maurice Scholes says, you know, we out here in these streets, and you know where to go. Revolution. Yeah, we in but, CBD. But, but, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, revolutionaries. I know you know. And as much as I talk about my beloved New Orleans, I want you to go to Dreamhouse Lounge, go see my dude, Dr. David Wallace, and everything that he, everything that he is doing, right, his revolution, right, Soul Care through Liberation. What Dreamhouse Lounge does for our minds and for our bodies. Right? Right. Think about that. Think about how you're finding your space to actually rest, because we said earlier, rest is revo- rest is revolutionary. And when we have the ability to rest, we rest our minds and we rest our souls. We can be as creative as any anyone in the world. And as Camelback, my folks at Camelback says, genius is equal distributed opportunity is not. So let's see how we can figure out right to. Bring our genius to the forefront, to collaborate together, to love on each other, right? To be in space and community, right? Find yourself at Dream House Lounge in New Orleans. I love you. I love you. I wish you well. And you know, I've always want you to ask and answer what we think is the most thought provoking question of your life. What's your revolution? We'll talk to you soon. I love you. Take care. Peace. You know, I know that we've talked, I know that we have talked. Uh, uh, I want to make sure that if there's anything that you want to get out in this conversation um, this is a platform for folks you know and your venture um, Mm -hmm. What's Your Revolution is just a conduit and so I want to make sure that we are uplifting anything that you want to uplift during this conversation to make sure that Dreamhouse Lounge and Dr. David Wallace gets what he needs out of this because we have you know we're in 70 countries Uh, we average about a thousand listens a month uh, per episode so i love that um uh, yeah i just wanted to blow.
1: um i will talk about dream house i'll talk about my book i'll okay. talk about my spirituality um, i have my book yeah, right yeah. here gotcha awakening mind yeah. there we go Ooh. yes yes yes, 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 yes. yes. okay got it, so got, it got it got it i'll talk about the book i'll talk about my journey of like self-discovery and what that means for me. Um, Right. I think the theme of this conversation, for me, is spiritual awakening, and so okay. all right. uh, I'll definitely dive into that piece. Um, cool. I mean, that's my revolution, honestly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hold, look, don't, uh, hold on. Look, 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 let's, let's, let's jump into it real quick, and my producer would be like, wait a minute, he gave me the answer already? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I
1: don't want to <laughs> don't want to oh, spoil it. producer... Uh,
0: uh, no, <laughs> no, my, no, my producer said, "Go." He'd be like, "Wait, wait." Like, he's always he's like, "Did they answer the question?" Yes, yes. Well, let me get into my flow. So we're gonna start right now. All right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, all right. Mm-hmm.